I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. All right. You didn't catch any of that, right? <laughs> nah. No. Okay, cool. Whoa. Who is this? Slap me thrice and hand me to me mama. This is Eric Adams coming in with the Musings of Men podcast. I'm here with my amigo, Andy. What up? Not a whole lot, Eric. What's going on? It is Holy. really good to be back. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so stoked that you're back. Yeah. For the this is one... a very, very, very special episode, isn't it? And why is that? Why is that? Well, about a year ago, we were sitting atop UVA talking about possibly doing a podcast. And you're like, hey, Andrew, we should just get a couple microphones and talk. And I was like, cool, Eric. We'll come up with a name. And then I sat around thinking about a name. And then out came the Musings of Men. I don't know how you did that, but that was the best thing that you ever said, man. The Musings of Men. Genius. Genius. But unfortunately, Kyle couldn't make it. But Andy is here. And the OGs, man. The OGs. The OGs. I mean, we'll do. We we had a really interesting episode planned for y'all today. It's going to be about God and faith. Our two takes on it. How it's played a role in our lives, how it's changed over the years, our philosophies on it. You know, can science and God go together? We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll philosophize over this. The entire point, uh, first, firstly, first and foremost, we're going to do a little recap of, you know, because we're at the one year, kind of huge. We got a little bit of a following going on. You know, we're chilling with that. Exactly. So... One year ago, started this. It was pretty sick. I was I was pretty stoked on it. Yep. I'm even more stoked on it now, for sure. I was looking for something to do, to be honest. I was like, we gotta do. We we yeah. should we should do because we have so many interesting conversations, you know, off mic, and mm-hmm. we have for years now, five years. Sometimes it's not always the best to record those conversations. But, no, you know. no. Um, <laughs> Oh, nice bottle. Well, thanks. Yeah, I know this is my pirate flask. Yeah, I, I got say. this from. <laughs> no, I, I had this from my grandparents' house in Wilmington. I stole it, and it's been sitting on my shelf for like a year now. And I've been like, dude, I that's should cool. use this. So, that's, pirate that's bottle. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah. So we um started out in the little little tea shop. In the downtown Charlottesville. Out of a little tea bazaar yeah. downtown Charlottesville, yeah. Kyle, if you're editing this, put a picture, our first Instagram post, up on the screen above me. Kyle does editing now. Yeah, so I was actually looking. He, yeah. So I'm looking it up right now, and the first one was January 9th. So it was about a wow. year. <laughs> yeah, that's so we were off by yeah. a few days. But, but hey. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool that we've been doing this for almost like a full year. Yeah, that's really cool. I think. For yeah, sure. no, it's like kind of like a legacy thing. And, yeah. No, um, I want to keep it going, dude. Like so many oh, years yeah. now. Like oh, we yeah, can no, imagine, like we do like our tenth, twentieth, thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. I mean, there are um, guys who are doing the podcast business for like fifteen years now. Oh yeah, back before it was even cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's neat though. I mean, I think with what's really magical about like having a podcast is that you can just kind of 
say what you want and not I shouldn't say not have any consequences, but you have like the freedom to just say what you want and you can just post it. It's great. You can just put your word and philosophy out. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Freedom of speech. You know? Yeah, what I really like about it is that for sure. And the fact that we can we can just have the conversations that we normally have, although sometimes toned down. Sometimes very toned down. And bring it to more people who may find it interesting because we talk about some pretty cool stuff a lot of time. I would say so. You know, and I think, we, um, we have some gems here and there and we do. It's, um, it's also cool because it's just gives us the opportunity to really expand upon our thinking and lets us actually like have intelligent conversations and not be like idiots. Yeah. Not nah. just, <laughs> it lets us you know have our have our way with be intelligent and be learn, intelligent, learn. Have, a, have you know and feel like we have a voice in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. even and, though it's know, our little corner of the internet it is it is and hopefully we can help any of y'all out with anything you know whether it's in a whether it's you know a phrase that andy says that just like changes your life exactly. which would be ideal um, I would hope or, so. Or it's something really stupid that I said that, <laughs> you know, you think, oh, well, that's, that's an idiot. Um, and you wouldn't be happy. Maybe it helps them. You Maybe know, you it helps, know. you know. I mean, if it brings you joy, if it, you know, brings you stoke, you know, deep and uh, enlightening conversations, I believe, was the premise. And exactly. we've had a few of those from, you know, Bigfoot to Christopher oh, Columbus, yeah. you know, boning a manatee. Yeah. To, to freaking exploring a cult i mean ex- almost getting abducted by a cult and finding your long lost brother yep um, <laughs> done everything with like history and mm-hmm. media and it's just it's cool it's yeah a wide range of topics and i want to bring back the topics a little bit i feel like i do too yeah i think let's go let's do a little plan you know next yeah, episode dude, a little planning never hurt so yeah why not um, next week we plan a little something but yeah yeah, yeah. Bust so, up the old notebook and look through the notes that I took like a year ago. Yeah, all ideas. yeah, yeah. Oh, I will be down. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, that's just a starting point. And then we can go off and yeah. say whatever we want. Whatever, but yeah, so. Exactly. So, yeah, we uh, documented the transformation from high school to college and all that yeah that was we've we've been kind of doing that with the last few episodes anywhere mm-hmm. episodes since college and yeah yeah all that and there's also a great deal of just good good faith i guess definitely, definitely. good faith in like being able to talk about new things and expand it upon new ideas and mm-hmm. all that it's huge so that's something we want to do more in the future for sure for many years to come so for many many years yeah so i'm stoked for you know this next year and the rest of this podcast life and existence so we'll uh continue to improve and do more and different things grow a following you know grow and all that so all right that about wrap it up i would say so all right sweet all right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about today. Of 
and we're doing we're gonna talk about god you know jesus faith faith, all that stuff all right where do we start what was um let's because i have a lot to say i do too i mean it's not it's pretty in-depth i mean it's not super um expansive it's pretty it's a pretty control not controlled but like a very just these are how i see things and mm-hmm. that's kind of it um, well, we can have some interesting conversation because i know that i've got yeah i've got a so lot actually i'll Let's start so I'll, I'll start this off um i'll make the statement and then i guess i'll just leave or go in with the question um for me personally I don't really think God has a son. You don't think God has a son? Okay. No, but I don't think... Okay. So I don't... So I guess... Do you, Okay, so I guess we'll start off simple. Do you think that Jesus was like a legit... I mean, he was a real guy, but do you think he should have been given the standing that he did, or do you think he was just kind of a thrust upon sort? Like, how do you view... To start simple, how do you view Jesus? So I would ask two questions. One, is Jesus, um, is he a, is he a, a, a f- not a figment of your imagination? No, but is he, is like he dude- a real person or is he more of a, um, a spirit? I'm talking you know, more about like the real guy because he, real real. Like, so he was real. Like he was, he was a legit dude, right? Yeah, he yeah he was in the Middle East, born to a yeah virgin mother and right, right, yeah. Um, so so uh, here here's the so main you think thing. That guy I think or... so. Yes, I think so. And I would argue. Um, so there's a couple ways you can talk about him. No, I think the 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 thing that people get mixed up on is him raising from the dead that's the entire premise of you know the the distinction between the jewish faith and the christian faith is did he raise from the dead or not yeah and if he rose from the dead is it more of a spiritual rising or was it an actual physical resurrection would be two questions i have now i do believe that jesus was a real dude legit you know he was a and I do believe that he was the son of God. No mm-hmm. doubt. Now, I believe that he rose from the dead. And people will argue, you know, on the one side, philosophers may say, Jesus' resurrection was spiritual because, you know, physically it's impossible to resurrect. But if he is the son of God, you know, I guess anything goes. Anything, he has the um, power to kind of do whatever. And... So I was talking to my sorry. This is kind of a broad, very broad subject. Very, very broad. We we can go in, but what was I face to say? Um, you know, what? I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you do? You believe that Jesus was a real dude? So, from a historical perspective, Jesus was real. Like he was a flesh and blood guy that walked the earth and spoke like you and me was like just kind of a just a guy 
I don't really believe that he was, the, I don't believe that there is a son of God. I don't think that God can necessarily procreate with his own. So, but could he channel himself through somebody who is channel himself God? through Jesus? Possibly, but I don't think that was really the case with this guy. I think it was the way I see it is I think with the Virgin Mary, it was a case of she wasn't exactly loyal to her husband, gets knocked up, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, an angel came. No, and I'm being serious. Like, And an angel right. came down from heaven and whatever mm-hmm. told me that I was carrying the son of God. I don't believe in any of that. I think Jesus, like the man, was just a man that had the backing of God and the supposed power of God and the supposed holiness that comes with that sort of thing. And, so, right. Um, and I don't, do I believe in Jesus, the spirit kind of, I do think that there can be an extension of God. I do think that God can manifest himself in, in different ways in spirituality but to bring this all back around, I don't think that any physical man can bear that bear that sort of um, power, pow- bear that sort of power, bear that sort of, you know, kind of responsibility mm. that, yeah, I don't think, I, yeah, just that's, I don't think it's possible. Right, right. Okay. So I do and you don't. Yeah. And uh, why is that? What? So, okay, here's here's the thing. So I, I guess we should say um, before anything else happens that we're talking strictly about Christianity, the one religion that we have the most experience with. Yeah. The most, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not talking okay. about Judaism. We're not talking about Islam. We're talking about the ideas that Christianity bring to the table. And it's not even totally about Christianity. It's how we view mm-hmm. God as a whole. It's just, we use Christianity as a base to base our beliefs off. Of. Right. But it's now, not, it doesn't encompass every single mm-hmm. thing that we, you know, we've come, not come up with things, but like thought of things on our own and how mm-hmm. we also view things. So, yeah. Now um, that, that said, there's, there's a common thing within religion and that is that there's one higher being not multiple higher beings there's one higher being no matter what religion you look at for the most part any monotheistic religion will have one god one god one Um, one all-powerful being. so so what does that say though what does that say about um the human race what does that say about the importance of faith in a higher being what does that say about that it so i think with that i think it says a lot about how deep down people wish to be sought over i think they like the idea that one thing or one person can bring all the answers and bring every single thing that's wrong in the world and make it better i think even though we say oh no we don't want to give 
one person all the power i think subconsciously there is a sort of want for this sort of holy or mystical being that can just bring about all of our issues to nothing due to the fact of how we like do you know what i mean i know what you mean so so something interesting atheists will often say that the the atheist philosophers will yeah. often say that the best thing that man ever created was God. And they'll say that because people and, and without hope, what are we? Right. Absolutely nothing. I mean, exactly. we're husks of hope. Hope brings hope is a completely, it, it is so entwined in, in religion. Um, and Oh, for sure. Um, you know, with, with God and with, because, so there's a common theme, right? There's a common thing that there's a higher being. We are not theologians, theologians, what you want to say. We can only say from our experience, the things, you know, that we hold true. I can tell you that I've had some, you know, experiences of more of a, of a, of a kind of spiritual, I of guess, spiritual beings, godlike yeah. nature. And which makes me, you know, further, you know, firm in my belief. And there, we could, we could dive into that, but we're just scratching the surface on like a couple things here to start, but of how you, mm -hmm. well, and the other thing too, is I think kind of like from my perspective is with God and the idea of a higher being, like, I do think that what's the best way to put this? It, it's not this, it's an entity that influences every part of our lives, but I think we were put on this earth to have our own free will. Right. Like, I so, don't think anything is like preset for us. I don't think God is, or whatever's up there mm -hmm. is sitting at a computer with this ain't no matrix like this this isn't the matrix this is you know real life and i think i think you know you you'll see people make the argument of why isn't you know if god is real why does he let all this these horrors in the world happen right mm -hmm. god doesn't control the way i see it is i think god made the earth and the universe and all that he made it and he made the human human not god doesn't control he made it to be a self-sustaining thing to where mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he has the ideas of creation he creates the universe big bang and then everything else just goes from there and it's out of his control because he doesn't right. want control mm -hmm. god can control most anything except for free will free will exactly. that is something that is pretty consistent if you look at anything yeah. religious like you know the free will of somebody so let's say you know for example god creates earth god creates man yeah. right god creates man through evolution which is another point i want to bring up that both science and god do and Go. must they must coexist yeah. you cannot have one without the other and there are several reasons for that which i'll get into later but the main point is you know Yes, God created everything on earth, but it's, it, I mean, with evolution and everything. So, so there are two interpretations that you can take out of the Bible. Either one, it can be literal, meaning everything that the Bible says 
goes. Like, even though it contradicts itself, the Bible contradicts itself. And, but another way you could do it is you can interpret it, you know, not literally, but using a lot of the lessons that the stories tell. Yes. Yes. Now that, that, that's part of it. I think the purpose of the religious text, any religious text is to give overall, I believe is to give a moral compass to these people because the Bible teaches you a lot. And I have read a bit of it and I know people who have read the entire thing, you know, multiple times over cover to cover as a real page turner, but (laughs) the consistent thing is in any religious text is a set of moral codes, so to speak, and and values and stuff, which are, you know, inevitably important. Um, now, of course, the Bible, at least, was written over thousands and thousands of years, ending with the resurrection of Christ. That's mm-hmm. the kind of end goal. And ever since we've been waiting, you know, for his return. Now, Jewish folk would say that Jesus never was. Never Jesus was. hasn't come. Jesus hasn't come to earth yet, you know, in its darkest hour. And so... Okay, there's a lot to. What, what do you What do you feel about the religious texts and scriptures and stuff? Um, I think I've never been one to really follow by any set text. Like, I think it is good to have a sense of morality, to have your sense of morality come from somewhere. I don't think it just comes from the human psyche. I don't think it just appears out of nowhere i think people are influenced every single day i don't really get behind the idea that you should follow the bible word for word Mm -hmm. because i think in some cases that can be really really harmful to other people and i think personally i don't really take the bible all that seriously i kind of i take some aspects of it like be a good person and all that but i don't really take inspiration from it as i do other things and how i define my moral compass and like you said and my values and all that and it's again i follow up with the idea that with whatever put us on this earth whatever created the universe wanted us to have free will to decide these morals and to decide these things and let us have our way with how we want to live our lives and all that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay. That makes sense. Um, And I feel the same way. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously free will cannot be controlled. No. And that's like the one thing, right? That's the one. Going back to kind of the, the the genesis of all this, you know, studies have shown and like any psychologist will tell you our primitive nature us as human beings we are designed and kind of require this sort of higher being aspect in our lives yeah because originally there are things that we can't explain mm-hmm. and still today there are that things we that explain. we cannot explain you know and humans need Humans, you know, it's in our nature to, um, to have the, to, to have 
um, this higher being in our minds and in our consciences daily. It is unnatural, however, and I see we can see a lot of this today, how young people especially are turning away from religion and they are shunning it and not replacing it with anything which is and this is this is comes with a lot of problems for our society one of which is the disre- kind of disregarding you know that moral compass that they, that any religion will give you and also yeah. i've um it has a lot of other harmful effects um such as you know it, it just kind of leaves the door wide open you know and it's unnatural because all of our existence, we have relied on the hope, you know, that faith brings. Well, for all we know, maybe this is the next step in human evolution that we're stepping away from our more primitive nature. And we have this sense of, I don't need a book or I don't need a higher being to tell me what to do or to explain things. I can explain things through other means and what other means well there's of course science is always advancing and science is always providing answers for new things and of course science will never truly answer all of our questions you know there are things that we can't really explain but i feel like people will with this new generation with with newer generations there's always going to there's going to be this push that instead of the one true holy one in the sky that creates everything, it's going to be based off of scientific. Scientific, it's going to have scientific backing as for its explanation. But science, as we know it, has gaps, has holes where things cannot be explained. Phenomena, consciousness, for one, cannot be explained by science. We don't know where it starts, don't know where, where it ends. And what is consciousness? Is that, you know, hmm, what is consciousness? That is a question that so many people who are paid a lot more than we are cannot answer, decipher for hundreds of years now. And, but, but you know, the, the thing is, if we cast aside everything that we know, especially about God, and especially about, and you know, and honestly, I think that the world, personally, this is my belief, I think that the world would be a lot better off if people would, you know, remain somewhat religious and see somewhat of a revival of um, faith in a higher being. Well, I think that especially would, if you think about, you know, Gen Z and you know, all that, like, if you think about it, like, there's not, you know, people that we know, like, there's not really this high, I think in order for people to have faith in something that they can't see, they also have to have faith in physical things. And if you've noticed with our generation, like, there's not a lot of faith going around with things in the physical world. I mean, if you think about it, the last two years of seeing the world pretty much go to hell. And I think there's definitely like a loss of faith. And I think with our generation, there's a very much the expectation of what's the most of it. It's the expectation that 
God can just come down and solve everything. That's not what God does. That's not what he does, but I think that's the expectation that people hold. So they're lo- people are going away from faith and are having less and less faith in God, and they're just out to strike out on their own. And so you feel that thing. people are losing faith because God's not answering all exactly. of their yeah. questions, or you know, you hear the, you know, I mean, and this is really tragic, but it's like, oh, my grandmother died. Why did God let her die of cancer? You can't really answer that because it already happened. And, you know, or you always hear the argument, if God was real, why did he let the Holocaust happen? Why did he let the world wars happen? Why did he let any war or any... Think about it. Plague. And this, why? This no, 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 no. Think about this. Why did God let those things happen? Because he doesn't have control. A, or the second option would be so that we can learn from that. So that that's, that kind of thing will never happen again. Yeah. It, now, now here's, here's a big topic. Blessings in disguise or blessings just overall. Blessings in disguise like the Holocaust. I'm not going to say it's a blessing in disguise. No, that's... But the one thing is that we learned, you know, we learned a lot from that. We learned, you know how to control people who might get a little power hungry. We, we, you know, as far as ethics and morals go, I mean, that played a big part in the reaction to it and how, and in the end, if you really think about it, God is all about, and the Bible especially is about, you know, the power struggle between good and evil. Mm -hmm. Now evil always seems to fail. And why is that? Because the light overcomes the darkness. The in light overcomes cases, yeah. the darkness in most cases. If you look at the world overall, we're in a lot better place than we are than we were, say, a hundred years ago. The light overcomes the darkness. We advance as a species. We advance, um, and we, you know, we have more smart people who can do more smart things. And I personally feel that a lot of those things that happened are blessings in disguise for a lot of people because it will, you know, each individual person, even it'll teach them individually something new and make them a better person overall than they might've been before you say, okay, here's, here's one thing, for instance, you know, a blessing in disguise would be, um, let's see from my life or any bad thing that could happen. Well, any, I mean, mm-hmm. now here's well, one I think thing. Any bad thing, I think these bad experiences teach us things, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be applied to our own individual lives. And that's exactly what the, it is. The lessons that can be taught through hardship and pain and mm-hmm. all that business. Um, I also think that it's wrong to necessarily blame a one thing. I think people also see God as like a scapegoat for all the horrors that happen in the world. And I think that's a little unfair because instead of why didn't he do this or why didn't he stop this or why didn't he, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think that's, I think part of that is for lack of wanting to take responsibility and look at yourself and say, Hey, there you go. It's the lack. It's, Wanting to put the blame on someone else and not want to take responsibility. That's a huge part of it. Yes. 
That's 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 pretty big, in fact. Because you can, because truthfully, you can blame God for anything in your life, or you could take responsibility. You know, man up or woman up, and be like, "Look, I'm in control of X, Y, and Z. I won't worry about the things that I can't." And you know, this is this is what I have. This is what I got to work with. Now, you have to have faith in God if you would want to progress in something. If you want to get past something, that's what I think. Exactly. And you know, okay, I see you laughing, but let me tell you something. Every single thing that I've ever ever prayed for in my entire life came true. Now, whether it, you know, whether there was some trial and tribulation and some struggle to get to that goal. Yeah, there was plenty of it. But the thing is the end goal was met. And end goal was, you know, and, and you never know, you know, what if I didn't have God's help? What if I didn't have guardian angels protecting me that day that, you know, I could have been seriously hurt in that car wreck. Yeah. You know, what if I, you know, there's so many different things that you have to account for and you got to look at big picture things, especially with tragic events worldwide. Yeah. You have to look at the big picture on all of those things in order to even make a good judgment on, you know, and it's got to, time has to pass in order. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Time always tells. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I genuinely believe that, you know, if you, if you ask, it shall be provided. It shall be provided. Yeah. And if you, and karma's huge, karma's karma huge too. Plays a big part. In and I thing. believe that karma is in fact a spiritual thing overall. I it's, think that it has some, some of that in it. If you think about it, but I don't know, man, like, Every time I pray for anything, it always comes true in the That's end. True, yeah. And if you look at your life, and if you think about that, you think about where you are now, how you got yeah. there, what you might have wished for along the way. Yeah. Think about that. It's, yeah. That's powerful in itself. That's probably oh, the most powerful yeah. connection that we have to God. Oh, yeah. The ideas of you think of something in your mind and you are extremely passionate about it and you have all this drive to and i think in a way i think instead of that being god that's of our own will because i feel like if it is something that we truly get down on our hands and knees and pray for i think subconsciously our mind will work us towards that goal whether we realize it or not that's an all that's also a true fact yeah Yeah. but you got to keep in mind you know there's only one history there's only one, you know, life that you live. You can't say, okay, let me, let me try something. I'm going to try to get to this goal with God's help. And then without God's help, you can never tell, yeah. you know, you can never just choose both and see how it comes out in the end because yeah. you already got there somehow, you know, yeah. but yeah. I find personally, yeah. that I'll, every- be, I'll be right back. I'm, I think that's called me. I got I'll you. Be right back. Yeah. I'll be, go. This is a really good conversation. I just, I right, for sure. For sure. While he's gone, this is your daily reminder to drink sweet tea. We are sponsored by um, my grandmother's homemade sweet tea recipe. One of the finest in all the South. I've yet to expose this information on the pod, but, you know, I have the recipe. And uh, if you hit me up via Instagram, I will give the recipe to you. But, you know, it's got to be privately through there. Because 
you know, otherwise people get a hold of it. People who, you know, if, if sweet tea power gets in the wrong hands, the world's got trouble. So keep it close, keep it tight. Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I like the soap I got. This is a, uh, a Christmas gift I got that I, I really like this soap brand. It smells amazing. I have one that's surf and sand. It's called um, Paca. It's spelled with a with a H. I know it's backwards on the screen. If you can see if you're watching on the tube, which you should do. Um, you know, see our facial expressions, our reactions, our backgrounds. They do change. But it's a really good soap company. Um, I heard they're sustainable, which is a huge plus for sure. I don't know. I'm big into smells. Um, big coffee guy too. Huge coffee guy. Come from a coffee family, really. Um, I got, I got an Italian roast and a holiday blend that I'm fixing to try out soon. Um, from our local world market, they are both. You see, I like I like my coffee dark, really dark, dark as it can get. You know, one blend that I found, probably one of my favorite blends, um, I discovered only recently. Um, it is the Yukon blend from Starbucks. I got this from my dad and for Christmas. I, I tried a little bit of it out. It is, it, all right, the taste is pretty, it's rich, it's dark, it's it got some earthy tones in it too. I mean, I really, excuse me, I really dig that, the earthy tones big into that um pipe place is good that's the usual um although i kind of like i don't know I, I i really enjoy their that the yukon blend it's a favorite of mine another the best coffee that you can get probably one of the best coffees you can get is uh, jamaican blue mountain now this stuff is just pure just amazingness i mean the, the from the beans you know how they make it how they grow it they only grows in one specific location in jamaica and they have this farm and it's pretty incredible like they hand pick the beans they roast them at some crazy thing and then they like grind them up and they, i tell you what i mean if you're looking for i mean it's a little expensive but you know you got to treat yourself every once in a while i think it's about like 20 to 30 i think it's about 30 dollars a pound um and yeah i mean it's really good coffee like really good coffee I, the, the the blend it's it goes down really smooth it's really the flavor is really pronounced um would highly recommend that so that's coffee for you how do i like my coffee that that is a question that i do get sometimes and I like my coffee, black, straight black. That's it. Nothing in it. Oh, Andy's back. What up, dude? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I was just telling everybody about my coffee habits. Oh, like the Timothy things? <laughs> telling about all the kinds I like. Uh, fair enough. No. All right. So, with karma. Um, yes. So, I think with karma, it's very much something that we can't we, we can't really explain karma or we can but we can't explain how it works that's true but it works every it works. single time well it works in ways that we can't really see true 
And if you think about it, every single time anyone has done anything, whether it be morally incorrect or whatever, they always get bit in the ass about it later on. In some form or fashion. It's in not some always form in a traditional sense. It's always... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be... I think karma works in the ways of we... It's. I think it's unique to that person because I think someone receiving the bad end of karma to one person can be the good for another if that makes that sense. is true but how does it work we don't know, we don't know. Is, but but the thing is it works. it works and that's that's part of the science that we don't have that's part of one of that's one of the gaps as yeah. is the power of prayer i would argue you know there's a gap there there's a yeah and i think again yeah like the power of prayer yeah um Bruce Springsteen so, wrote a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, karma, I mean, there's really not much to say on karma. Like, I think having good karma is important. I think because karma will come to get you someday if you are a bad person. Um, True. In some form or fashion. And I think, like, I can say from experience with, like, good karma i definitely have experienced the ideal i guess is not really the right word but the um it's it works out is what i should say it It always does in some form or fashion i find that I'm rewarded for whatever good that I do in the world. Mm-hmm. That's true. Here's one thing. I mean, this is between us. We haven't really, I haven't expressed this before, but like whenever I do something good for, you know, say you, or yeah. I, I take you out, you know, I, you know, I hang out with you and I, you know, I try to give you some good advice or I, you know, I do something nice, hook you up with some grub or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I always find that you always return the favor. Yeah, because and I, that's it's, good karma. Yeah, and it's that's a very, yeah, like, I think it's a natural, I think it's a natural human reaction. I think, you know, that's, that is in part from karma. And that's also just in part because I am inclined. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. this person is good to me then I will do something nice back. Not because I feel the need to, but But because because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important distinction. That is true. Yeah. With being good to someone else is I think expecting good things to happen to you just because you're a good person. It it won't work out. No, it won't work out. No. But, you know, I think if you do things selflessly, you will get some form of return. I can definitely vouch for that. Can, yeah, I can. Yeah, I mean, like, think about it in your daily life, and maybe you're somebody who doesn't, you know, go out of their way for somebody just because. But um, when you do, when you do something like that, you oftentimes will get that in return. We'll now, yeah. here's another interesting topic. If you say uh, with regards to karma, um, I'm really just the entire subject of everything, like. Mm-hmm. If you think if so, say you're rolling with somebody for some time, you know, you got a little girlfriend, a little boyfriend, whatever, mm-hmm. um, or even a sweet little thing, you know, 
Like in the end, it works out the best way that it can for you. For you, yeah. You know, it gives you what you need, you know, whether it's a breakup, whether it's, you know, a few lessons learned, whether it's some good times, whether it's showing you this or showing you that. And that I believe is part of something, you know, like God, like God's overall plan. I feel like, you know, there is an end, not really an end goal or an end, but there is a plan overall for every situation that you might find yourself in. Like you might find yourself in one situation that might not relate to another situation, but for each situation, there is a plan. I I think that's what I think. There is a set, I shouldn't say set. I think it's very, whatever situation you're in is open-ended and it's up for you to make those decisions, make those decisions and those decisions that you make, the outcome will be based off of those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's all about what do you feel is right? What do you actually want? And those can be two very different things. You know, it's all about the individual person and how, they want to see it turn out and how they want it to affect their life and you know their day to day right now with something any with any situation yeah I mean, with yeah any situation. yeah well another interesting thing is that you know god works through people right so for instance there's this lady and this is a real story she was you know trapped in her house after mm-hmm. a snowstorm couldn't get out, couldn't get food, running low on food, which you kind of do, right? She calls the radio station and she says, hey, you know, I'm out of food, whatever, like, but I have faith, you know, I have faith that God will provide. Now, another dude who is an atheist also heard that and called and asked for her info, you know, to send her the food, right? Because yeah. he was like, he was like, I want to help this lady out. Like, let me, you know, let me help her out. You know, I'll give yeah. her some food. And he goes and he gives her the food, you know, and he runs away. Then the lady gets the food and she says like, and, and she calls a radio station, says, God answered my prayers. Now, and, he, and here's a good part. She said, God answered my prayers. And he's like, don't you want to know who it's from? And he's like, and she's like, no. God works through people. God works in mysterious ways, you know. That's an example of God That's, working through people. Yeah, and ironically enough, through an atheist, but yeah, um, but even even that, even yeah. And he, oh, and I forgot. He told he was he told the radio state or the radio station to say that his that he was Satan, basically. And he was like, yes, Satan centered the food, but she was like, I don't want to know who did it, but God answered my prayers. Uh, Probably, probably for the better. Yeah. Um, So there's that. um, Yeah. I think. You could interpret that different ways. You could see that as like God working through that man to deliver her food personally and this is like and i'm not saying you're wrong this is just how i interpret it i do see that as human kindness and goodwill that has been at play i don't necessarily believe that it is a act of god but a 
sense of morality that his followers have taught other people and have given the moral compass to. Well, this guy's an atheist. Yeah, and I don't, but that's the other thing too. I don't think we should equate, you know, religion and the moral compass of religion. We shouldn't equate religion to the end all be all of a moral compass. Like this guy definitely. Humans are born with a moral compass. We know right and wrong from birth, pretty much. We have an innate sense uh, of it. We so we do have an innate sense of yeah. what is right and what is wrong. It's, generally, depends on how we're taught as well. That is true. It depends on how you're raised. But overall, humans have, you know, a sense of what is right and what is wrong. What is wrong? What is that's you know internal. It's yeah. it's primitive. We're primitive, it's, you know. And the funny thing is, like, we like to think that we're some complicated, you know, end all be all of creation, and we're like this, you know super being of this planet when in reality we're just a bunch of dumb apes running around trying to make sense of everything ruining the world as it is for our own good you know much, yeah. and that's honestly all we are i mean people are people are literally you know they want to they want to believe that they're not just an animal right but the they're reality really, is that we're just animals we are just that's it you know that's it our babies can't walk our babies can't walk out of the womb but a freaking deer can yeah so it's like huh but anyway what were you saying about that about what just i was trying to connect i was trying to connect that i think with the idea of moral the moral compass moral compass yeah like we're all born with one oh yeah i mean i think innately so i do think that it's it's one of those things with being born with a moral compass i don't think everyone is born with it necessarily i do think that there are some people that are born truly evil. there are some anomalies no doubt i think it's well but even that you could bring it back to how you were raised and all that um Mm. it's it's one of those things i think that with the ideas of a moral compass it's come of your influences and how you were raised and all that and it's just a i don't think it innately just should all stem from book if that makes sense like i feel like what's well, so so here's the thing the book is this extremely small part it's a, of, it's a, of it's what small part. of what um, a god is of, of what, what yeah, religion is it is text of what he, it's literally just all right imagine a piece of pie it's just one little sliver of that pie yeah there is so much more to this and I believe that a free interpretation of that book will aid you in your process of finding God. Okay. That's what I think. It's not about, you know, what's in the book. You know, it's about what you believe. It's about what you interpret, you know, the it's stories it. of it. It's what you, you know, and so, so here's, here's, a, here's a lot of differences right here. You have a lot of different, you know, churches, I guess, in the Christian faith. You have, you know, Episcopals, 
am freaking, you know, non-denominational evangelical, um, which that group poses a lot of, you know, harmful, you know, harmful things upon people. Um, but that's a different topic. Yeah, um, Baptist, Baptist, Southern Baptist, all that stuff. Now, they're all different interpretations of the same thing. They're yeah. all different interpretations of God, which makes me believe, and I believe, that God is God is up to interpretation. That's it. God Ooh. is who he thinks, who you think he is. And God is somebody who, and, and this is kind of an overall trend in all of these books, is that God is, you know, God created everybody and God loves his creation. God forgives his creations because we are inherently imperfect. We do stupid shit. We mess up, but he forgives us for all of our sins because his son, this goes back to Jesus, right? His son died on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for our sins so that no matter what we do, as long as we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior into our hearts, and as long as we do believe that he is God, he is the manifestation, the physical manifestation. This is my interpretation. He's the physical manifestation of God. As long as you believe that, as long as you truly bring it into your heart, then you will go to heaven in the end. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of power in this because, you know, God is all forgiving, all knowing. God knows everything. And if, if you, if you, when you pray, if you talk to God as a friend, you will often hear a lot of answers that you want. If you're, if you talk to him as like some kind of like high do, right. If you, if you talk to God as a friend, if you say like, Hey man, I got some problems. I need some guidance, right. I need guidance. You know, that's a huge thing too. And a lot of things, you know, that I've done in my life, I would, I, I, I genuinely believe that I would not have been able to do those things without the help and the guidance of God, because he's kind of like pointing me at the answers in it's, some sense. Like I, you know, by the grace of God, I passed all my classes last semester <laughs> and you know, there's a lot to that though, but that's a huge thing. What I just said, I, I believe it's your interpretation and you don't have to go to church you don't have to read the Bible. You don't have to, you know, know much of anything to be, you know, a good Christian, I guess you would say. A good Some would follower. Say. A follower of whatever. You know, yeah. you do not need. And you can call God whatever name you want. Call him Jim. You can call him whatever the hell you want. But in the end, you know, that's, well, the, core, that's the core belief of, the, yeah. of being a Christian. And that's what's so important. Having that faith will give you what you need to succeed. I, I mean, I don't. I want to. I'm saying, like, no. That's, what do you? What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think overall? So okay. So I will give, kind of like you did. I will. I will give my interpretation of how I view God and how I view, and it, it is very, very simple. And it it's like this for a reason because I'm a very simple man and can't keep up with. 
every single bull, you know, it's just, it's a set of basically how I view it is I think with God, he, um, he she, whatever, put us on this earth, created a self-sustaining universe, planned out the ideas of evolution and science, planned out the human journey, which is let it go. Took away all control and just sat back, put his feet up and was like, let's see where this goes. And I do believe that with him putting us on this earth, it was with him creating humans and the things that evolved into humans. He put them on, he put us here to have free will. Like I said before. Do you think he intervenes? No, because again, that goes back to my belief that he took his hands off the wheel when he mm. created the when he created the Big Bang. Right. Okay. I do believe in luck and good karma. But what is luck and what is good karma? Luck is anomalous, but what is good karma? And how do you explain that? You know, going back well, you, a little bit. Well, I think with karma, I mean, this is a dissection. I yeah, mean, there's so many. And this is the thing, there's not always you don't always have answers for these things either. It's oh yeah, no, I wouldn't expect you to. Well, I think with karma, it's my belief in karma is that all it is is just it's an energy that can be good and bad. You have either good karma or bad karma. But and how maybe does there's that neutral energy? karma. Maybe hmm. there's neutral karma. Right, right. You know, there's like kind of a gray area that some people experience. I know I've kind of gone through that. Um, but it's it's strange. It's a strange thing to kind of explain because it's karma. Like, I just, I think whatever good deeds or bad deeds you have done, you will receive the same, if not worse, punishment for you committing those bad deeds or vice versa with good um you know and that, that's how i view karma that's how i explain karma and so i think with the ideas of that and again of free will with free will i do believe that god because this is this is why i don't follow denomination this is why i don't really buy into those beliefs is simply for the fact that I don't think God really cares. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say God doesn't care what we do. I think God lets us do what we want and lets us have, lets us decide our own fate and let it be our own way and not just having us follow the strict set of guidelines. And I think with heaven and hell, I do believe that there is an afterlife, but I don't think it's necessarily the decisiveness of good and evil. I think it is a it is a point of which you have to prove yourself that you are worthy to get into the afterlife. And it's a matter of you know, after you die, righting the wrongs that you have done in whatever form or fashion you can do that in. That's how I view it. That's how I view that. 
Hmm. Interesting. So like, um, okay. Trying to process. <laughs> like yeah. I said, it's not the most in-depth belief, but it's just, it's how I It's yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, there's a lot we could dissect there, but so you believe in a natural, this is something I want to ask you. Like what is death? What happens after death is life only the beginning? What is the afterlife? What we don't know. We don't, yeah, we don't know. know, but what's important is a faith behind that. Faith you have faith that. in something. And I think, with you know, the afterlife it's with heaven and hell. Obviously that's makes the most sense with all these different interpretations and denominations is if you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. If you're a bad person, you go to hell. I think that with the afterlife, it's not really good or bad i think it's what you make of it how so if that makes any sense like i think with the afterlife you are given like i I don't know like with the afterlife i think you're given the power to have a choice in how you end up i think why do you believe that to me it gives me a sense of comfort knowing that even in the afterlife i will have free will to choose where I go and what I want to do. So you believe that free that so okay. The but value the value that the value that you value the most is free will. Is free your will. choice. Is your, your choice. choice. And I think with the afterlife too, and this is something that I've thought about for years, is I think you are given the choice in the so getting access to the afterlife proving that you are worthy whether that means good or bad and i think for me i've always not not followed but always kind of had sort of not die hard belief but i think liking the idea of like reincarnation and i think there is a choice that we are presented with after we gain access to the afterlife where we can either go into have heaven, you know, what we think of heaven, we can be sent back down to earth as a re um, reincarnation. Or if you really want to, you can go down to hell and, you know, as the old saying goes, one man's hell is another man's heaven. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. What do you believe heaven is? I believe that it is the manifestation of everything that you want. Everything, okay. everything that you want in life, you will have in heaven. All right. Interesting. We've hit rock bottom with that. Now I'm going to start at the top. Right. What do I think of the afterlife, death, all of that, circling back? Yeah. What do you think? I believe that there is life after death. I believe that when you die, you will go to the light, you know, and you will stand in front of God and his disciples or whatever, dude. Right. And you'll, you'll watch your life. You'll watch everything unfold. You'll watch everything over again. And when it shows something that you might, you know, be a little bit guilty about, you'd be like, Hey, here comes a good part. But I think that once you stand in front of God, he will make a judgment and he will say, 
and it will be a rational and fair judgment. And he'll be like, look, you're a good person. You've done good in this life. You have, you know, you, you've done good. Yeah. Here's heaven. I believe that heaven is the kingdom of God. Heaven is the, it, it is a, it is a place which you go once you're dead. If you're a good person, you know, the pearly gates and all. Oh, yeah. That's what I believe. I believe that you will walk into the kingdom of heaven. You will be greeted with, you know, you will see all of your relatives and all of your, you know, you'll see all your relatives and everybody who's ever existed. You'll meet them again and you will rejoice in being together with those who you love who might have passed away. Here's something so interesting that you're going to really you're going to really be puzzled about. So there was this kid, right? Little, oh, little kid. Yeah. And he got in a horrible car wreck and he died. He died for, you know, a number of minutes. And when he came back to life, and this is the trippy part, when he came back to life, he, he looked his parents in the eyes and he said, why didn't you tell me about my older brother? And they had never told him in his life that, you know, the mother had a miscarriage. And he said, uh, and, and he said, and he yeah. said, and you can't make this shit up, you know? Yeah, and, you and, and he literally said, like, I went to heaven. I saw all of my family. And he described his like grandfather perfectly, too. He'd never met his grandfather. He never met his grandfather. He knew that he had an older brother that he never met. Yeah, that is, and, and there are so many other stories of people who die and go to heaven and who see their loved ones, people who, you know, they never met or people who they knew in their life. That is as much evidence as you need. I mean, people who literally have spiritual experiences, a lot of people don't take them seriously. And I kind of find that to be a little bullshit that they don't because these people's experiences are legit. They, there is no way that that little kid could have not possibly known that his mother had a miscarriage. There's no way, you know, and that's just one example, you know, besides you know, the hundreds of other people who have died, gone to heaven, seen all this. You know? I mean, you explain that one. I mean, literally describing to a T everything that they saw. Yeah. That is enough validation. That is enough for anybody. Any, re I, I believe any reasonable person to at least question, like, what is it? You know, there's got to be what something. Is, yeah. There's got to be something, which, I mean, what do you think about that? I think it's proof because I think, I think, I think it has grounds. Like I've, I've heard the story before and that's not something you can exactly explain. No, that's not something that you can just can't explain that. You can't, like, with the brother, like, you can't. And it was it was proven that they had never told him before, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, I mean, did he describe what the brother looked like? The mother had a miscarriage. There's no, there's no way. But even the fact that he knew about his brother's or knew about. So, okay, so then maybe it was just like a a baby or whatever um, yeah so that's yeah i could i that's definitely grounds to mm -hmm. see that sort of thing yeah and when you when you hear people who have experiences like they see the face of god 
you can't you you kind of i mean and the thing is like they will go to their grave with that because and they'll tell people and people think they're crazy and like but it's legit you know there ain't a way that that's some kind of hoax because people see things that they don't even know existed before an incident like that or you know nobody no there's no way there's no way you know I mean, that has to validate a lot, of, a lot of the things that we think, you know, about the kingdom of heaven, about the afterlife, about, you know, God. It kind of validates the existence of a God, you know, if you think about it. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not God has interference over our lives, whether or not you believe that, that alone has to validate everything every has to validate the existence of such a god in such a place as heaven and hell Mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of crazy yeah yeah i definitely think (laughs) what that kid saw was the afterlife and his what he's uh I shouldn't say interpretation. It could be his interpretation. So, okay, interpretation of what? Of the afterlife and what he wanted to see in the afterlife. So oh, he didn't know about his brother. Yes. Explain that. Well, subconsciously, he wanted to reunite with all of his lost relatives. I don't believe that's okay. Even if that was the case, he still would not have known. Well, yeah, but you don't have to know about. So then all of a sudden. So you don't have to necessarily know about. You know, because I mean, okay, yeah, your known relatives. Okay, they died. Those are the only ones that you would think about. Well, yes, but I don't necessarily know if it's something that you think about or if it's just something that's presented in front of you. How is that presented in front of you? Is that is so? Are you talking about like you're in heaven and you see people? And okay, so you're you're acknowledging the existence of heaven, the existence of okay, heaven. Yes. So So for all we know, this kid. So because I think heaven is whatever we want it to be, whether it includes family or not. And I think with this. I think his interpretation, I think he saw what he wanted to get out of heaven, which is to reunite with. Well, how do the, you know that he knows what he wants? Well, that's the thing. It's subconscious. It's a subconscious feeling. It's my, it's my theory. Do you think it's a, okay. It's a I think it's all a set in stone thing. I don't think you have a choice about what you see, what you don't see. I think all of it is in fact, a legit you know, like place with all of these amenities whether you like it or not is that a subconscious thing or is that well i think obviously my, if it's set in stone it's not really subconscious but I, I mean but again based off of my interpretation of heaven it is a subconscious feeling and i think his idea of heaven obviously came from more of a traditional point of view with whatever denomination he was a part of well, how do you know he was Christian? How do you even know anything? Well, this is all just speculation based off of 
him being a little kid mm-hmm. and who he is as a person. But again, I think what he saw was his interpretation of heaven. It sounds like it was an interpretation. And I think subconsciously he wanted to be, because I think being wanting to be reunited. And that's the other thing too. That's part of where like some of it is kind of out of your control because, okay, yes, you want to see your dead relatives, but that doesn't exactly mean, okay, I get to see grandma, grandpa, and uncle Joe and aunt Mary. It means you get the whole range of the family. Right. You get everybody. I I don't think that you have, I think it's kind of a matter of like, you know, the afterlife kind of being up to interpretation because it's like, okay, careful what you wish for because it's like, okay, you wish to see your dead relatives but then they turn out to be assholes and it's like, okay, all of a sudden this turns into hell. If that makes any sense. I think that might be a little... I think the afterlife is a matter of whatever you want it to be and it can turn into whatever you see it as. So you believe that everybody's interpretation of heaven is different, therefore everybody's heaven is different. Yes. Okay. I believe that there is... Okay, so... so, uh, I mean, again, all theories, right? All theories. But I believe that heaven is, you know, somewhat of a universal thing. I believe it is a world after this world, an ever-expanding world a world that defies the logic that we know because our logic, our science cannot explain everything that we even know of, you know? Yeah. And one thing I got to say, I got to, you know, get out there is like, if I see you in heaven, will you see me in the same way that I see you? Will we be in the same location? Is there well, location? A, so if, location? If, if, if heaven is a kingdom, Right. Yeah. And 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 we're like, dude, we died. Let's Holy meet shit. up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know. To, yeah. So so okay. And I don't. I, I, the thing I don't know. Like I don't know how because I do believe like being with your loved ones in the afterlife and being with those that you cared about. I do think that is a point in heaven. Like that is something that you will accomplish. Right. But I think there's more to it. There's gotta yeah. be more. I mean, to I don't it. know. That's the thing. Like I. I mean, because what do you do? You're in the forest and your family's there. Then what? 15 minutes into it, you're going to be wondering where you're going, right? Yeah. And it's like, see, I don't know how any of that works. This is just like, nobody how knows. I, nobody nobody, nobody knows. knows. Yeah. Like, I don't, because with my, because everyone's heaven is different. <clears throat> and I don't want to just say, I don't want to like cop out and say, like, oh, yeah, they can like bounce from heaven to heaven and people. But is there anything. one heaven? But is there? I think there's one heaven. I think which everybody's I think a, a part. I think of. there's an individual interpretation of heaven. I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how that works. Nobody knows how it works, nobody, man. Yeah. And nobody will. We'll never nobody, know until we get nobody, there. This thing, human, humankind will never know how it works. That's true, and that's we'll only know. Part, one, like, we'll we only never, know once we're dead. Right. Yeah. In which case, we can't tell the humans on Earth. Like, oh, dude. By the way, yeah. You know, you're in for a treat. But here's the thing: I believe that or, there's or maybe, one. Maybe it's like an Appalachian situation where God will tell us if you tell everyone on Earth, then this will all be taken away from you. 
Yeah, see, that could possibly be. And that's something that I would be like, oh, yeah, you could go down there as an angel or whatever and be like, y'all, yeah, like guess spirit. what? <laughs> you know, guess and what, then and then all be taken away. And then what darkness? I don't know. But there's got to be. So there is life after death. We've established that. Yeah. Now, another thing like I here's what I believe. I believe that there is one heaven which everybody's a part of. You can meet Ben Franklin. You can meet George Washington. You can meet freaking anybody you wanted. You can meet and that's anyone. The, and that's the cool thing. I believe it's a, it's a, it's a full on like society, dude. Like I believe it's like, it's a neighborhood, but it's like huge. Right. <laughs> and so I, I feel like, and there's like anything you could want, bro. You can eat all the Twizzlers you could want and not gain a pound. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm pretty good. Right. I also think that you have in, in heaven, you have complete control over like your physical looks too. It'll be your prime, no doubt. Well, I think that's decided. I think that's decided of where you want yourself to be. True, true. Because like, if you that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's just full of old people or full. No, of no, 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 no. I like, believe I think, what I happens. think it's a matter of like how you want to look. Mm-hmm. That is how you will. And that's, that's pretty damn, that's pretty damn good. Actually, speaking of that, there was times when people have died and gone to heaven and seen their grandfather, but the grandfather looked young and they were confused. He was like a young man, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, dude, like you could choose how you look, you know? Yeah. So that kind of validates um, in a sense, like how, you know, you can choose how you look in heaven. So I'm gonna be like, bruh, I want to look peak era, dude. And yeah. God can be like, you got it, bro. And just like, you know, do that. I don't know. McConaughey hair. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that. see, that's that's the cool thing. I mean, obviously, we're just hypothesizing. But wait, we'll know when we get there. Um, Maybe we can do like a Hopefully, it won't be anytime soon. Hopefully, no. Um, It's unfortunate that not only the good die young, so maybe I'll I'll get there before you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, bro. I don't don't think the term applies to me, so. Yeah, well, anyway. Well, depends on who you ask. That's true. Well, I think that, you know, uh-huh. we're all good people in the end you know we all try and uh anyway heaven speculations aside yeah there's something more there is something more than what we know and there's a lot that cannot be explained yeah. about a lot of things you know and miracles is another subject now what uh, Freaking miracles happen every day. It's just, it's this thing that's like, you know, holy shit. I cannot believe this. Like a miracle that happened to me one time that I can remember is when I, you know, got T-bones really bad. A couple of things happened. I remember thinking like, holy shit, what is this? And after the fact, I thought to myself, you know, those officers had every right to give me a big ass ticket, you know, and put the charge on my, you know, license and everything, but they didn't, but yeah. they didn't. And I should have been a lot more hurt than I was by the impact, by well, everything. I should have been a lot more hurt. And a couple things happened. My grandmother told me that before I left, she prayed for me. She did not pray for my car. But she prayed for me and I was fine. That police officer had every right to give me a ticket, but he didn't. He did. Why? Why not? Why not? Well, I believe that, you know, 
in that, in that sense, God intervened and, you know, God was like, look, you're in enough trouble as is I'm going to make this a little easier on you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's a, that was, that was a blessing of that day, a several blessings, one that I'm all right two that I didn't get a ticket, you know? And those I think are two, you know, things that could have happened that didn't happen because I believe that God was protecting me. And I pray when I came back up here this last time, I was like, God, please protect me and my car this time. And he did. So there, there, the power of prayer is something that really interests me because there's no explanation for it, but it always seems to work out the best way it possibly can for you in any situation, pretty much. But it also has to do with mindset. I feel like if you're going around, you know, being a negative Nancy all the time and, you know, not appreciating life or not thinking it it does come down to interpretation a little bit, you know, you could say, Oh, you know, coincidence or, Oh, this or that. But in the end, you know, if you really think about it, there are, you know, powers that be that are bigger than what we can understand and comprehend yeah. and they're watching out for us individually every day you know we don't take away their time i believe that we have you know like guardian angel type things mm-hmm. i kind of think that's legit because a lot of things have happened to me that i should have been either killed or or seriously injured or even worse like there's a lot of times in my life that I can remember that, you know, those things happened to me where I should have been in a lot worse shape than I was. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm not. Yeah. How do you explain yeah. that? You can't. You can't. Science can't explain it. And where, where, where God doesn't explain it, science does. Therefore, science and God must coexist. That's the only possible way that that can be legit. Like my grandfather is a physicist, right? Super science dude. But he also says, you know, and he, he taught me this. He was like, you know, and he explained it too. He's like, look, there's no way that God can exist without science. And there's no way that science can exist without God. Oh, God. So they must coexist. You know? And so just things like that really make you think, you know, there's so much that makes you think in this. Yeah. But I mean, what do you, what do you think about all that? I agree with it. I mean, that science and God can't be separated; that they do go hand in hand, and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes sense. Yeah. Um. So okay. So something I wanted to touch on is. With different denominations, and obviously not knowing every single one of them, but like as a, what do you think about the beliefs that come with certain, with being a part of a denomination? So, yeah, I mean, that's a valid question. Um, I think that with, so say for a Catholic, for instance, they believe and have a much more strict interpretation 
yeah. of yeah. you know everything yeah. as opposed to maybe i don't know a baptist or like a united methodist you know methodist right or a non-denominational or a non-denominational overall because they have a different they they have a different structure they have a different style and that is their interpretation that's their interpretation overall i believe i don't yeah. really think that there's and that's the whole thing about God. He is what you make him. He is. He you is, you know, yeah. up to your interpretation. And I believe that, you know, I don't, I, so you say, I don't know. Enough. I have a lot of Catholic friends. I know a lot of Catholic dudes and chicks. Yeah. And I've talked with them about religion several times. And, you know, they just see that, they got well god is such a huge part of their lives um that they and and the things that they're taught are it, it's a lot more hardcore than a lot of people will ever go and i have my family there there's people in my family who are incredibly involved and very devout mm-hmm. um and they are they are by the book pretty much they Goodbye. they go by the book um, nothing wrong with that. That's how they believe. That's all good. You know, um, I interpret things a little more loosely, um, which is my interpretation. Now, if there is one truth and not m- a multitude of possible outcomes when it comes to this, you know, who is to pity in the end? Who is to pity? Is it I for not adhering strictly to the rules and regulations of, you know, what turns out to be the truth, which is in fact their truth, or is it them for punishing themselves, you know, a little too harshly in their human lives and not, you know, and being a little too harsh on themselves and on their interpretation of God and finding out that God is a lot more benevolent and kind than they may have thought and a lot more open and open-minded. Well, and I have, obviously I have bias in my beliefs, but like, if you ask me, I would say it's the latter due to the fact that people of these certain denominations put themselves through the ringer when in reality, they don't have to, to me, they don't. And that's the thing. That's why I don't follow these denominations because Quite frankly, if I'm being honest, I think it's bullshit because I think having like the idea of like having these figures that you have to listen to, like with priests and preachers and all that, like I don't get behind that. I don't get why people flocked those kinds of things. Like I think because it's a mindset, it's a community. It's a community. It's a community with the hierarchy. And you can all get together and exchange ideas. Exchange ideas about religion. That's why. Yeah, and, I, and I think just for my own free will, like you know, my beliefs in in free will, like I don't think, or like with the Catholic belief system and calling, you know, these authority figures father and all that. It's like uh, that just kind of seems like a. It's a different culture. 
it's a different culture, but I think personally, I think it stems from power plays and wanting power instead of actually honoring. So that is true. And here's something interesting that piggybacks on that. If I'm young people are moving away from that kind of organized religion and they are still searching for God, but they're searching for God in a different way. They're searching for him in a different place because they're not getting, they're not getting, you know, the true God through the Catholic church per se, you know, they're not getting the real God through that. And so they leave the Catholic church, but they're always still searching for that something, you know, they're searching for for God. What they're searching for is God. Yeah. But they're not looking in the right places and the Catholic church is not the right place something for you know for a lot of people when yeah. it comes to that so in that case you know are they to pity in the end and that up to in our interpretation it, they would be to pity. It, it would be yeah because that's interesting it's yeah they're searching for god but they're not looking they're at the not right places they're well, focusing all their power and their beliefs in a little man in a pointy hat Mm-hmm. that says he can talk to god and it's like okay i don't believe that worth a damn no it's you, with you claiming to be the right you it's you claiming to be a prophet you claiming to have exactly. the same ability as jesus christ himself no <laughs> bruh no it's not <laughs> multiply my goddamn coffee all right i'm running out no it's like it's and i'm not and when i say denominations are bullshit that's nothing against anyone like believe whatever you want to believe i don't care personally yeah like, nah. if it brings you peace whatever like i'm happy for you it's just my own thing is like i'm a man of free will i'm a man of complete and total free will and that means that i do not follow under any pope preacher priest cardinal so there's a couple different things you gotta think about a preacher yeah. is only one so so I, I i've been to church right and when you go in, you sit down in a community setting and you listen to the preacher and his interpretation of the scripture. That's what yeah. you do. You listen to stories that he tells about life, about, you know, any multitude of things that might tie into God, that might tie into Jesus, that might tie into this or that, that might relate to the scripture in this way. That's what the preacher's job is in most churches. Now, the Catholic churches, that's a whole different beast, right? That's a whole different can of worms. I don't subscribe to that. I subscribe to, I'm kind of not a denomination. I float around, you know, yeah, I'm the same way. You know, I'm, open, I'm open-minded to it. And, you know, I believe that, um, you know, everybody can talk to God. I believe that everybody is free to have their interpretation of God. But the founding principle is that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you accept him as your heart, in your heart as the Lord and Savior, and Jesus is God. That's the core belief of the religion. And that that's the core belief. That's as simple as it gets. It's yeah. That's as simple as Christianity gets. And that's pretty damn simple for me. I'm a simple man. Right. And, you know, I can understand that. But the thing is, you know, I also believe that God created everybody and he created everybody perfectly how he saw fit. So the fact that, you know, Christianity and here's it's not even a fact, you know, 
some denominations, some super hardcore folks may be against something, say, like, you know, being, you know, being gay or whatever, right? Yeah. That is bullshit because. Oh, it is. Yeah. Because God created everybody perfectly as he saw fit. He does not make a mistake. This is how he made this person on purpose. This was no mistake, right? Yeah. And so here's another interesting point. When you know, when the marriage rights thing was going on, right? Yeah. They asked people, you know, so so the Christians always, well, the hyper, you know, evangelical Christians, if we're being honest, would always say, like, oh, marriage is between a man and a woman, it is sacred, right? It is sacred. And then, you know, see the gay folks would be like, look, it is sacred. That's why we want it, you know, because it is sacred. It's not that different from a man and a woman. It's just two dudes or two chicks. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with it. And any rational Christian would see that. That's the argument I want to bring to the table when it comes to that, because obviously that has in the past created some controversy is that, look, you know, God doesn't make mistakes when he makes somebody. And this is something that needs to be addressed. Because it's you know people have made it an issue, uh, as people do. And yeah. the honest truth is, like, look with gay marriage, you know, they're seeking that sacred bond just as you straight folks are. So what's the big deal? Just let them live their life. It's a sacred. It's a sacred bond for a reason, and they want it because it is sacred. And I don't know. With that, that's you know, from a religious standpoint, that's how you can totally be on board with that yeah it's like and that's just being a good person too it's yeah it's being not, a good person yeah. yeah like i don't like for me i don't that's again that's why i'm not the biggest fan of the de- denominations is because they're so limited because they can be so limiting they can be well so there are some denominations who aren't who like aren't, the, the yeah. methodists for example are the most open-minded christians yeah, I've yeah methodists are yeah so I mean, give that a go if you want, but yeah, there I've explored, I've done a, a spiritual, you know, kind of reckoning and everything. I've thought about this a lot, and I can honestly say that, like, even especially since I've been at college, my faith has increased dramatically from when I wasn't, and I don't know what it is. But there I find a lot of comfort in, you know, religion and in God and in faith and, in, uh, all you know, and all that. Especially because this is a new time. This is a new, you know, everything pretty much. And I find a lot of comfort in that stuff. And I find a lot of relevance, quite honestly. Yeah. So, I mean... There's that. There's that. Here, I'll hit you with another question. Do you think God should have a say in whether or not people stay married? No. I think, I know. Um, I mean, because clearly people are imperfect. People don't make good decisions failed marriages are just bound to happen right mm-hmm. now look i'm not a st- i'm not an analyst i don't know much about much but 
I do think that there is an, the importance of marriage. It's, it's hyper important to our society. Our mm-hmm. society is made to function on the basis of marriage. I think it's pretty essential to, you know, stable structure in our culture, in our society. I believe that, you know, people should, um, you know, how do I always phrase this? Um, People should marry of their own. People should be wise. People should be wise. About this, because this is honestly the rest of your life ideally ideally but it not always is not always no but ideally this is the rest of your life so and of course never settle for anything less than you deserve so don't rush what you want and what you want what you want is what you deserve so don't rush it take into consideration everything Mm. just make a smart choice about those kind of things be good and um if you're unhappy, do something about it. Yeah. You know, don't wait around and be like, I'm married. I can't do anything about it. It's a lot of work. You know, yeah. you have to be know, proactive and be pro. But I feel like marriage is it's essential because it's, it's a different bond than just, oh, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, or even, oh, we're, you know, fiance. Right. Yeah. It's a different bond. It's a different level of commitment. It's a whole step up from all that. And that's what's important about it, I think. I think marriage is important because it symbolizes, and it is a bigger bond, you know, than boyfriend, girlfriend. It's a much, it's it's exponentially a bigger bond, a bigger commitment. It's about commitment. That's what marriage is. It's looking somebody in the eye and saying, look, I know you're stupid. I know you're imperfect. I know you're an idiot. I am too. Guess what? I'm going to stick with you no matter what. No matter, you know, what stupid thing you do today or whatever stupid thing I do today, we know that we have this bond and we know that we love each other enough to stay together and to be stronger because of it. And I accept you for all you are and you accept me for all me are and I'm all my and all of our like total, you know, imperfectness. That's what marriage is. How do you feel about that? That's what love is. Well, Marriage is a, I mean, love is love, yes, but love comes and goes. Having the having that one love, you know, that that marriage bond is, it's a whole. If it's, it's a, just a different step of commitment to that person. Yeah, you know. I think. I mean, going back to my original question, I don't think God should really have a say in divorce or marriage. I mean, I think that should be again. Of your own volition, of your own choice. Right. Um, you know, and I think we've talked about the ideas of love and what that means. And I think, yeah, I I think human love and human marriage should just be of that person's choice, not because of their commitment to God or they should stay together because God says so it's, you know, I don't think so either. No, but I do think that, you know, how do you feel about marriage then? Because I've expressed how I feel. Oh, with marriage, I, it's cool. I mean, I, (laughs) yeah, it's cool, man. (laughs) It's pretty, it's, 
pretty all right. I mean, you know, like it's nice having the idea of spending the rest of your life with that certain person and loving that person to the end and having that security and knowing that no matter how shit of a day you had, you always have at least one person that will love you yeah. and accept you no matter what. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there's yeah. not much I can say about it. Like, uh, nah, I, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I mm-hmm. hate marriage. I think it's fake. Like, yeah. And there are some people who would say that, and I wouldn't understand. But well, I think they sound very cynical and lonely, but true, true. Um, yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, I hope I, <laughs> I hope I get married one day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just curious. I yeah, don't know. No, like, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's not this like super in depth. Right. Yeah. Whatever you want to call well, it. I, I mean, mean, of course, I made it complicated, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's. <laughs> It's a neat it's, thing yeah. to think about. It's, it's I mean, it's a level of commitment. I mean, yeah. 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 No, for sure, man. Cool. Sweet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else? Going? This has been an awesome this has been comment fun. thus far. We could yeah. make this a two-parter. We could make it a two-parter. Do you want to stay up till 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, oh. I don't know about that. I got work in the morning. But. You know, it's sad. I've been trying to reset my sleep schedule to get up at seven every day, and I haven't been able to do it because we've had no power. And like, it's been a, just a bummer of a week here. Yeah. Oh, oh it is not it's, fun. It's tough. It's tough. It is. It's but, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. <sighs> sleep, sleep is so important. Sleep is very important. I mean, like, it's important when honoring God. <laughs> true, true. So, yeah. yeah, but <sighs> I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired. So I yeah, say we make this a two parter. I'm fixing it. Be- I tell you what, next week, let's next do week it. Let's we'll, do a part two to this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, do this. Let's yeah. do a part two with Kyle. Yes, amen to that. Let's do that. We'll like have him. We'll like we'll listen back. We'll ask all of our questions that we mm-hmm. asked each other. Mm-hmm. We'll get his input and then we'll pick up where we left off. Then we uh, all proceed. That sounds awesome, man. That's a good deal. Because I want him involved in this. And oh yeah, I can't I'm really tired. Think right now because I'm I'm tired. So yeah, you know what? Let's end that off here. We'll uh, skip everything else that we we're gonna do. Yeah, all the other segments. But um, all I gotta say is uh. The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey is one of the best movies ever created. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's all I'm saying. Gotta go and low to get that, high. Ladies and... <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, well, it doesn't come the end of this episode. Just we will okay. see you in the next one. Yep. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, take care. Um, you know, as always, my name is Eric Adams. This is Amusings of Men podcast. Thank you for listening this week. We'll continue this conversation next week. Until next time, stay stoked. Be good. Later, y'all. <laughs>